it's a powerful realization when you really grab hold of the idea that I can make tomorrow different than today. Mm -hmm. And it's all by my actions and my thoughts and my mindset and my decisions. Hey, Lead Hers. Welcome to the Lead Her Lessons podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gabriel. I'm a mom, an entrepreneur, and a true lover of learning. And each week, I want to bring you along as I sit down with women from all walks of life. We'll discuss business, personal growth, health, family, and everything in between. So whether you're already a badass businesswoman, or maybe you're a mom on a mission, listen up. It's time for a lesson. Hey, Lead Hers, and welcome back. It's part two of my interview with the Moxie Project founder, Shelly Brockman. In this second part, we talk about so many things to include the process that Shelly goes through with her clients to get them from idea to launch, the number one killer of success, the importance of tapping into your fearless self and listening to your instincts and trusting wholeheartedly in your own vision. So we pick up this part of the interview where Shelly is explaining the three categories of entrepreneurs and what makes each one of them tick. So let's go ahead and just dive back in. One thing you mentioned on the website um, was the Start Smart program. There's three different types of people about. Mm -hmm. So you've got the outsiders, the trendsetters, and the innovators. So we give us a brief explanation of each of those groups of people and then how you kind of flesh out which direction they're going to go depending on where they're at. Sure. So the outsiders, I, I term in a way that is the proverbial square peg in the round hole, mm-hmm. right? They don't mesh in the corporate model, can't seem to find kind of their place in a traditional nine to five job. Uh, those are the outsiders. For them, their why is about control and about being able to have that flexibility to do what they want on their own terms. Mm-hmm. And so for those people, for those women that are the outsiders, I was an outsider. I, I was, am a self-determined yeah. outsider. <laughs> I was very much stepping on toes and, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing it. And I just could not seem to find my place. Although I did very well in my job, um, it was still a challenge. Mm-hmm. And so for the outsiders, it's helping them to hold on to what it is that they're trying to create mm-hmm. because without purpose, without direction, without knowing what they need to do, they get lost. And so for the outsiders, it's very important to have that clear plan of action to have those goals. And this is important for all profiles, if you will, mm-hmm. but more so for the outsiders because they um, have experienced the structure mm-hmm. and most of them do well with the structure. They just don't do well with the other dynamic of not being in control right. of how they spend their time. Mm-hmm. So they need to know what they're working on, when they're working on, and why they're working on it. Right. And it needs to be directed by themselves. Not yet. Right. But not by somebody else. The trendsetters are the ones that see an opportunity. Trendsetters are, and innovators as well, are 
wonderful entrepreneurs. They're idealists. They're idea generators. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they see something that's emerging and really want to capitalize. Their biggest issue is clarity. Okay. I see this thing happening. I know we need a, pro- a solution to this problem, but I'm not exactly sure how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so for them, it's not so much the structure and the confidence. It's just, I need the, I need the how, right? How am I going to make this happen? And is it even doable? I get this a lot from my holistic clients, my holistic um, leaders, if you will, Mm -hmm. just because they see the struggle of, again, stress and anxiety and poor diet and, you know, from meditation to yoga to uh, nutrition, mm-hmm. psychological development, you know, there, there are a number of facets here, but they see the need for it, but just aren't sure how to make money from it. Mm-hmm. And so for them, again, it's clarifying the concept and really understanding how they're going to make money from right. this business and fleshing that out. And then the innovators are the ones that typically have ideas for products Mm. and or new systems or new approaches to things that may already exist. Right. Like a Sarah Blakely. Exactly. Mm -hmm. She she had an issue and made it herself and cut the feet out of her own pantyhose and and thought, surely if I'm having this problem, somebody else is. Mm -hmm. And so they're the ones that really want to bring the idea to market. And same with the um, trendsetters is that they just don't know the how. Mm -hmm. They don't even know where to start. Um, I'm working with a woman who is from Africa and she wants to really bring um, her business is going to bring African culture to um, here where we are locally in Atlanta and through products and, and so forth. So what we're working on right now, her grand vision is a whole product line of shoes and bags and scarves and hat boxes and, yeah. you know, a, a number of different things. And so for her, it's just a matter of, Uh, We need to figure out the best place for her to be able to launch these products and how we build buzz and generate um, excitement about it. So that's important for the innovators. The the marketing piece, the PR piece, is Mm -hmm. to really be clear on why you're bringing this to market and what difference it's going to make for the people who are going to be buying it. Absolutely. And I'm sure depending on which group the client coming to you you know, is in their trajectory and their work with you will look different. But kind of if, if let's say someone comes to you and they, they have an idea, but they're ready to really get going, what does that process kind of look like? Um, you know, in a nutshell, you know, so for every person, it does not matter whether you are the outsider innovator or trendsetter. We always begin with getting, um, kind of clearing out the the muck, if you will, Mm -hmm. from our minds and really adapting and and living in that future identity that we want to have for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So uh, we always begin with an intensive day of just kind of fleshing this out and working through the vision, crafting the vision statement, and then working on a rough outline as to what the business plan looks like. Mm -hmm. And then with each subsequent meeting, we're moving forward on... um, 
messaging and branding, I feel like that's where you need to start because when you roll it out, the end user, the end client, the end customer needs to be very clear on what it is that they're buying because it's not just a product or a service that they're buying. They're buying into the vision, the values, and the belief systems of that company. You know, think about Apple users versus um, HP or Dell users. Mm -hmm. There's a different culture there. There is a different dynamic at play. And so you've got to be very clear on which market you're going to be serving and what language do they speak. Mm -hmm. So we spend a lot of time really getting clear on the business and the service model or the product model, then moving kind of into a... Right, absolutely. But you already have your feet wet. So there's a lot of research and trial and error and brainstorming and then there's the finalization of the product and the rollout or Mm -hmm. the finalization of the services and the rollout and for the most part it's the same process for everybody Mm -hmm. it's just the messaging and the rollout and how it gets introduced to the world right it can be a little bit different based on the business model and you had mentioned to me that you kind of worked with, over time, different timelines for what that process looked like. And you came to about eight months being yeah. that sweet spot. What is it about that eight-month timeline that makes it so perfect? So there's a lot of work that happens probably in the first two to three months because there's excitement around my new idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm finally making this happen. We're getting clear on the strategy. Um, and then life happens. And you get frustrated because you may not have time to work on the business that you want to and until things, ha- it's, it's amazing to me how consistently this happens. Mm-hmm. So I used to do it in six months. And then what I found was that it was way too much to take on because there was no flex time. There was no implementation time that was built in it was boom 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 let's go and get your business launched right and so it ended up creating um, a little bit more stress than it should have and that was that's not my goal I don't want to make your life more stressful right you're there to help we're yeah we're we're working this through together Mm -hmm. Um, so that's why building in that kind of that two month additional time we can space it out Mm -hmm. and allow for life to happen. to happen. And I think that's incredibly beneficial because as you launch your business and as you grow your business, life will continue to happen. Mm-hmm. And so the other thing that I'll mention too is that it's really important to build in processes and systems. So that's the other eh, boring part, if you will. Right. The less glamorous part of let's think through this entire process. Mm-hmm. Put yourself in your client's experience. Um, what is it that would have you become a raving fan of a company? What experience does that look like for you from the point of introduction to the point of purchase to the Mm follow-up? And so what are the things that not only do they experience, but what are you working on on the back end to ensure that process is smooth for them? Because at some point you're not going to be able to do it yourself. You need automation. Right. So whether it's a MailChimp email marketing program or whether it's you bring on an administrative person to help you or a virtual assistant to help you with some of the back end, whatever systems you need in place, billing, Mm -hmm. invoices, contracts, um, 
you know, taxes, right? What are all of these things that need to be considered before you launch? Because otherwise something's going to slip through the cracks and that is not going to give you the experience or that's not going to give the client the experience that they're needing. That's ideal. Right. And then that can cause stress and a feeling of being overwhelmed and that's not going to help anyone either. Well, think about it. Have you ever been behind on a deadline and you know you're behind or behind on a project and know you're behind on it and just waiting for someone to say something to you? It's like, I know this is coming. I know this is coming. It's just hanging over your head. It's just, that's a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so if you can figure out a solution in the beginning, if you can think through those things, as best as possible, you always have to, again, be able to adapt. Right. But if you can set yourself up for success in that regard, that's going to allow you to have so much more creative energy, more energy to devote to doing what you do. Right. Getting back to that, well. to the to the love and of the creation of whatever exactly. it is. Exactly. And avoiding burnout. Right. And I've seen that happen way too many times. A client will come to me after they've already launched and, and it's it's so funny because they'll say, I really wish I would have found you before I started this. Mm. And my my comment to them is it's not too late. You can reassess. It may mean that you need to Say no to some clients right now, mm-hmm. but you've got to set these boundaries. You've got to put these systems in place. And so it's not too late before you spiral out of control and begin a, begin to not like your business anymore, Right. which is why the why, the vision, why you're doing this is so important because when times get hard, you have to look back to that and go, this is why I'm doing it. Is there a theme that you see makes people more successful than others? I'm going to answer it in... I'm going to answer that probably in the in the contrary, the things that I've seen to make someone not successful. Okay, yes. And that is a lack of confidence. Because if you have too much faith in what other people think, mm. you're essentially having more confidence in their opinion than of your own. Mm-hmm. And when you lack the confidence, you're always going to fall back to... I'm not good enough. Nobody's going to want to buy this. This is a bad idea. I'm stupid. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to revert back to self-deprecating thoughts. And so confidence Do you have any exercises? If you have a client that's starting to spiral into that, what advice or tips or do you do like, (laughs) like, go get a therapist or like, no, I, (laughs) I laugh because I'm tough love. Right. I'm not afraid to say, cut the crap. And, you know, I, I, to a point will bring them back to the exercises, Mm -hmm. but I ask the question, is this getting you to, is is this getting you to your goal? Mm. Are these actions and thoughts getting you to your goal? Answer is usually no. Right. And so then the question is, why are you doing it? Mm Mm-hmm. So you just know. helping them to kind of get out of that funk that can be hanging over you and just to get back to what needs to get done. Let's let's focus on these aspects rather than all of the negativity that we can yeah. put on ourselves. Well, and to go back again to that two-year-old's question of where is this coming from? Why is this why is this important to you right now? Mm-hmm. And let's let's kind of stare it head on mm-hmm. and acknowledge it for what it is and then move through it. 
and move and move into action again to get back to that focus of the vision and focus of the business. Um, You know, not everybody's strong enough mentally to do it. And the thing is, is that most people don't realize that they, they can train their brain. Just having this conversation with my five-year-old daughter, she got a little bit of anxiety around doing something new. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you just have to tell your brain, I know this is scary, but if I don't try it, I'm not going to know if I like it. Mm-hmm. And so you're limiting your success and you're limiting yourself if you can't move through those. And you don't want to end up at the end of your life mad at yourself because you didn't take that risk or you didn't take that chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, my grandmother is 85 years old and she tells me if I had to do one thing over again, I would have been a hairdresser. She loved to do hair, but she didn't do it. She didn't do it because of her mom. Because back in that day, they were supposed to get married and have babies. Yep. So you don't want to be that. Mm -hmm. You don't want to be that person who is going to be mad at yourself because you either let people influence your decisions or you didn't stand up for yourself. Because if you don't stand up for yourself, nobody else is going to do it. Amen, sister. That's (laughs) so true. And I think a lot of times we forget that. We are the creators of our life. If you want something to happen, you can find people who will help you along the way, but it ultimately comes down to you. Mm -hmm. And um, I think especially as women, we think in our mind that someone will come along and get us to that place, whether it's a man or that dream job will come along and everything will just fall into place. And regardless of any of the situations, you are the one who can craft your life. Yeah. And that's a power, it's a powerful realization when you really grab hold of the idea that I can make tomorrow different than today. Mm-hmm. And it's all by my actions and my thoughts and my mindset and my decisions. It is so liberating to kind of lift the lift the fog, if you will, mm-hmm. and to really see yourself. <clears throat> think of yourself, like, again, releasing the childhood ambitions. Think about when you were fearless as a child. Whether you were climbing trees and you didn't care how high it was mm-hmm. or whether you... Um, You know, learn to roller skate and riding your bike. And you knew you could fall. You probably did fall. And I love the quote, and I forget where I read it, but a child who's learning to walk doesn't fall down and say, I can't. They just get up and keep trying, no matter how long it takes them. Mm -hmm. My 14-month-old is just now trying to take her first steps. Mm -hmm. And... She's going to do it because that's what babies do. They don't know failure. It's an instinct. It's an instinct. And so let's tap back into that intuition, into that instinct that I think we push down so much in our lives because of the roles we play, whether we're a wife or a partner or a mother, a daughter, a sister, a friend. You know, we try to be the roles for everybody else, but yet... We've got so much wisdom inside of us 
that if we just stay true to it, there's no telling what you can accomplish. Absolutely. And as women, we have every, I mean, we have such a strong intuition inside of us. It's just allowing yourself to be still enough and to listen to it. And to have faith. Mm -hmm. To have faith in yourself, in God, in the universe, or whatever you believe, that you are on a path that's meant just for yourself. And the only way for you to get there is to listen to that intuition, to listen to that internal guidance and not be jaded by others' opinions. Um, and if that's the, that, that would be my single lasting piece of advice that I can leave with anybody is do not let other people influence what you do for your vision. It's not theirs. It's yours. It's not their journey. It's yours. And to some extent, I was subject to that. Mm. And I really wasted a lot of time in my mind of not trusting wholeheartedly in my vision and listening to other people's and other people's opinions. And I struggled with, I've achieved these outward measures of success. I was making six figures. I had a very well-respected position and job and I got to travel the country and I wasn't happy. Mm -hmm. And so I really struggled with what, what are people going to think? Yes. Am I going to be looked down upon? Are people not going to think that I'm smart anymore? And that was really hard. And I'll never forget the email that I sent out to all of my clients in the investment um, firm announcing that I was stepping down mm -hmm. and leaving. I'll never forget a response back from one of my clients that I worked with of, you're so brave and you're going to be amazing. And then I thought, Am I brave or crazy? I'm not right. sure. <laughs> Which one is it? Where I am, but it's one of the two, or maybe it's a combination of both. Yes. But that's that's what ended up happening. And it was a challenge because my husband and I didn't see eye to eye on this move. Mm. And it was a source of a lot of strain in our relationship simply because of where I had been and what I was giving up. Mm -hmm. But again, going back to my daughter, who was again, two at the time, I was like, I can't miss her life. Mm -hmm. It's a non-negotiable for me. I'm not going to look back and say, wow, I got to make a lot of money and, you know, had be away from my family right. and had, had this wonderful title. Um, no, I'm going to say I missed her growing up. Mm-hmm. I missed these moments and I got them with my second daughter. I took seven months away from my business because you could, because I could, because mm -hmm. I planned for it. Sure. Sure. Um, and having the luxury of another income in the house is really, you know, I can't, right. I can't not give my husband that. credit, credit. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. As well. But you know, I still was able to work. But it was on my terms. Mm -hmm. And I took on the clients that I wanted to take on. And I said no to the others. Or I said, you know, you'll have to wait. Yep. 
I think letting go of the shoulds. I constantly say um, in my mind, well, I should feel this way. <laughs> or I, sh- I should, you know, I have a lot of confliction between what I'm actually feeling and what I think I should be feeling. Therefore, I change how I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, and I think letting go of what we think people are going to think and what we think we should do um, in order to align ourselves with what we really truly know will make us happy. It's the intuition. Mm-hmm. I had a friend of mine say, don't shit all over yourself. Yes. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> and so if you spend too much time in the shoulds, you're never going to make any forward progress. Because mm-hmm. you're going to be conflicted. Yep. But if it's not the, and I'm using air quotes here, the right decision, mm-hmm. it's a decision. And a decision is not a wrong one. Right. Better than none. It's better than none. Um, the great thing about decisions is you can make another one to change it if you want to. Absolutely. <laughs> so... So then what's the, what's the harm? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what's, what are you risking here? Absolutely. And one thing that I've come to really have to talk myself through a lot of different times is when I want to begin something or change a direction or whatever the case is, small or large is, is what I'm doing. Can it be undone? You know, mm-hmm. is a it, great point. You know, it's, it's because I can get into the mindset of, well, if I do this, then there's no turning back and, and <laughs> I'm stuck. And, and then you, you get paralyzed by that fear again and those doubts and the concerns. And then you just never make forward motion. And that's where you learn and you grow is in those trials and potential failures. And that's the success that will come in some form. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid of success. Don't be afraid of putting yourself out there to succeed. Mm -hmm. And I know it sounds a little bit counterintuitive, but so many people are. Mm -hmm. Women especially are afraid of success because they're afraid of what it, what impact it'll have negatively. Again, what's the worst case scenario? Mm -hmm. And are you okay with that? Mm -hmm. Do you have an alternative route if that happens? Mm -hmm. And if so, what is that going to be? Right. You know, you don't, if you hit a, a, a closed road sign on your way somewhere. You don't just turn around and go home. You find a way around it. You follow the detour and you get yourself to where it is that you're trying to go. That's a great visual. <laughs> I've never really thought about it like that. And yeah. that's so true. That's so true. It's well, like I the interstate collapse, right? Yeah. We were <laughs> just Atlanta. talking about that. <laughs> yeah. They came up with alter. And you know what? It's so funny. Sorry, this is kind of a side note, but I read an article the other day that a lot of um, people who um, had to take alternate routes during that time had now used that as their main route, and yeah. they, they just didn't use it before because they just did what they knew. And they exactly. So you're not robotic. You're a human being with the the wonderful capability to decide and mm-hmm. to explore and be curious. Use it. Yes, absolutely. I feel like we could sit here and talk all day. You just have so many amazing things to say. So like I said, you guys, check out the website, The Moxie Project. And um, are you on any social media platforms, anywhere that someone people can check you out? Yeah, so I have just started a new online community called We Street Society. Okay. And it's all for women entrepreneurs where we talk about goals and accountabilities and just to really um, elevate the relationship and 
um, offer some ideas and referral opportunities. So that's incredible. Yeah, so check out We Street, Street Society. Society. And yep. I'll link that in the show notes for you guys so you can get straight to that. Yep. It's a brand new community that I just started. So I'm super excited about that. So um, the new course is She Starts a Business. It's taking all of the research and the worksheets that I do one-on-one with women individually mm-hmm. and putting it onto an online learning platform Okay, where I'll have office hours for Q&A because every woman is, <clears throat> is different. Every business idea is different and there's no one size fits all Absolutely. in the online course space for mm-hmm. starting a business. So that's why it's real important for me to still have that active involvement to be able to give insight and ideas. Um, so it is part of that, if you will, kind of connected. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of where the next evolution of my business is going is bringing that online academy. That's incredible because it gives, it makes it more accessible to those people who maybe, you know, don't have the funds to have you one-on-one like a typical, that typical relationship, but also in a way kind of frees you up to help more people because, you know, it's, you're opening it up to a wider range. Right. Yep, exactly. That that was the whole goal. And I was very protective of it for a while. And sure. Kind of the intuition, if you will, and the business mind of I've got to scale this in a way that allows me now with two kids mm-hmm. to, again, have that control and flexibility that's incredibly important to me. Absolutely. Well, Shelly, thank you so much. Thank you, Samantha. This was great. I could, again, talk all day too. We could talk all day. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening and I'll catch you next time. Well, that does it for my interview with Shelly Brockman. I just loved everything that we talked about, and I'm really hopeful that you guys will be inspired to go out and tackle your dreams head on. So head over to leadherlessons.com for the show notes and more, and I'll catch you on the next episode.